Uh, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Quarantines. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Joganut, and with me is the indelible, the one and only, <laughs> David Deary. What's up, bro? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah, good to have you. It's been, a, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but oh, yeah, I'm back again. I think I'm always saying that it's been a rough week for people. I mean, well, it is. It's all good. It's all good, man. All right, so let's just jump right in because unfortunately, we didn't have time to record last week. We had a yeah. huge plethora of trailers that dropped, and I was hoping we could talk on them. Now, because of the other topics we have today, I was thinking we'll do like a quick fire round on the major trailers, like what you liked about them, what you expected from them, and you know, mm. things like that. So I want to start with the one that um, I was really, really looking forward to the most, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. Um, so I'm going to just talk, talk, give a basic gist of what I liked about the trailer and yeah, my expectations. So first things first, um, I don't know if you saw the Guardians Christmas um, special, special presentation. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did. Yeah, what, what do you think about it? Um, it was just uh, all this special, nothing... Obviously, it wasn't meant to add anything to the story, but... So just a easy 30, 35 minute watch and nothing too yeah. serious at all. So it just I'll just give it an average score. Nothing. Oh, I really yes. enjoyed it too. I thought it was cute and adorable. I mean, it's a Christmas special. They are meant to be funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. The whole thing was. But I, I, like, I like seeing Kevin Bacon actually. Yeah, Kevin. and even the whole surplus with drugs and uh, Mantis was really yeah. cool. So that was nice. So anyway, we got our first look at Guardians of the Galaxy Three. And my goodness, man, what a fantastic trailer for me, anyway. Because yeah. the tone, we, we know that this is James Gunn's last Guardians movie, at least with this guy, with this set of characters as Guardians of the Galaxy. So, of course, that it has led to a lot of speculation on you know possible tragedies that might occur. Now, for me, I, now trailers can be misleading, we know that they've been misleading in the past, right? The biggest takeaway for me, um assumptions that rocket is biting the bullet bro it just the trailer just reeks of i mean from him saying that he's tired of running and then you see him hugging um lila is a character from the comics so she's a i think she's an otter or a weasel you know and yeah. then you also get to see you see like his history like a flashback of him when it was being experimented on i'm like bro although that's yeah. like rest of yeah the I, th- I think i think i think i think um rocket is going to be like the emotional core of this this movie well i don't his death might be a decoy but i think someone is yeah. definitely going to die someone is definitely going to die yeah me too I, the reason my, my topic is rocket then i'm also thinking maybe drugs and the reason is for two reasons actually um number one is like in in universe i feel like drugs i mean thanos is dead right people like he, he has kind of reached his own solace and he's kind of happy about, about where he is then the second is because the Batista himself seems to be done with the character. I mean, he was kind of vocal about it online, you know, because he wants to move on to other things and wants to, you know, play out his range and things like that. Yeah, and, and, and exactly, Jimmy, because um, it was he it was he got a lot of praise for his role in Glass Glass all the um, new all the new um, Knives Out movie Glass, Glass Onion, Onion, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, it was one of the actors that would say he did a really good job. Yeah, I and, mean, and obviously, dra- it's getting more attention over the years. Um, yeah, the Bazda is really, it's really, it's really. I think he has, he's, he has this acting thing in the bag. It's, I mean, it's, it's looking like he's the cause of the di- diverse roles he has done. I mean, he has been in Marvel, 
was in Dune and now Glass yeah. Onion. I think he's really, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's, he's diverse. I think that's the word I'm looking for. That he does different things. I like him. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the movie because some new faces, um, Will, Will Poulter's Adam Warlock just got it. Mm, yeah. And actually looks really good. Um, the character, obviously, I mean, sure, in the comics, Adam Warlock is tied with Thanos and all, but look, comics are comics, movies are movies. I saw some people complaining online as why is Adam Warlock coming, Thanos is dead, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why people just, I don't get it. Why can't you just re- realize that this is an adaptation, right? There's going to be liberties. What's important is a good story. Anyway, uh, we got, I think we got our first look at the villain, High Evolutionary, played by Chuku Di Iwuji. The He was in, of course, you, you recognize him as he was a peacemaker as Claire. Peacemaker, yeah. Yeah, fantastic actor, by the way. And he's one of, you know, the thing is, he's actually a very, you know, long-time actor. He's a British actor. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the movies that I saw him in was a movie called Exam. Really old. It's a really intense film. Really fun, too. But of course, Peacemaker kind of put him on the you know general, the mainstream audience, and of course, High Evolutionary play bigger role. Yeah. yeah. But all in all, though, I'm really excited to, to see um, to watch this. It looks like it's going to go even more bonkers than ever. Yeah. Then. Um, yeah. 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 No. No. Let's go on. Next one: Transformers: Rise of the Beast. <laughs> now, this is what I'm going yeah, to see. <laughs> Transformers, they are good for, they are good in doing one thing and one thing they don't. Their trailers are always fucking bangers, bro. Their trailers are always fantastic. Sure, that, that's true. It's left to be decided. Personally, for me, I actually like Transformers 1. I thought part 2 was okay, when you the falling. Part 3 was... Eh. Four you mean the first, the first one with... Um, uh, with this yeah, guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. well, I liked it then, but looking back, I, I do not think they were great, but obviously the action was always... I mean, you watch, so watch Transformers for the action. If, no, but apart from for, for the action, the first one is a simple story. It's just yeah, so. further down, down the line, and the ones mm. with Mark Wahlberg were just terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, now, I do. Yeah. We got I, Bumblebee, which was a nice change of pace. I, I really liked Bumblebee. Yeah more than I expected. And we know that this Rise of the Beast, I think is a sequel to Bumblebee, right? Because the designs seem to, even um, Optimus Prime design follows the Bumblebee um, design. So, look, it looks, the trailer looks fantastic though. That's one thing I I would, I mean, the animal creatures, the gorilla, the rhino, they look freaking good, man. But, (laughs) look, look, this thing about, I'm going to watch this movie regardless. I'm going to watch it in cinemas regardless. That's that's, that's just it. No matter how much I want to bitch and moan, uh, every time they always get me because every time the trailer drum, I'm like, oh my god, this might be different. And I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, it's not different. Then they will drop another one. I'm like, oh my god, this looks different. So, anyway, what's, what's your take on that and your expectations? Stop caring about Transformers a lot. Actually, after, <laughs> I went, after I went to watch, um, what was the last one with Mark Wahlberg? That was in um, 3D. Um, um, last night, I think. Man, that was. And that was my worst cinema experience. I watched it in that, 3D. That was, it that was, was, oh my god. That was a, it was a fucking nightmare, man. Yeah. Ah. So I stopped. I stopped. But I like Bumblebee. And if, but it looks like this one is going to be more action oriented. If, if yeah. they were going for the same vibe as Bumblebee, I think I would, I would have liked it. But 
I like the cast because I, I like Anthony Ramos. Because I think oh, he's yes. I like, I like how he's rising now recently. Yeah. From In the Heights, yeah. from Hamilton. And even he was in this movie. There's you not know, one of the uh, William Nissi movies. That was actually not that bad. Um, yeah, so, so it, it's not a movie I'll say I have on my list that I'm looking forward to, but if I stumble on it, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, next one in Indiana Jones 5 and the Dial of Destiny. Um, mm. For me, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan, but I've watched all the movies. I enjoyed them for what they were. I actually like this trailer. It was really fun. Um, I, I didn't like part four that much. That was um, the one with the crystal skull, blah blah blah. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, I wouldn't say I'm excited, necessarily excited. I'm not. I'm not that huge. Like I didn't grow up on Indiana Jones. I watched all the movies pretty late in my life. But I, I do like. I like the sense of adventure and wonder that the movies emanate. So I'm curious about this one. Um, one thing. I mean, it seems to be like either a time travel element in it because. We kind of see a flashback, I think. We see um, really um, like a, like a DH Indiana Jones, which actually looks really good. Although it was just a second clip, um, we have Matt Mikkelsen playing the villain. Which dude, that alone, that guy, that guy is just such a fantastic actor as a villain. So yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Indiana Jones five, and if you have something to care about? Well, just. Just like you, uh, obviously I'm aware of Indiana Jones, but I never watched them. I'm, I tried several times to start the to watch the four movies, but I just never got into it. But I don't know if this before this one comes out, I might just try and watch the four movies. And I think I, I could mention actors that I love, but I also love Figgy Waller Bridge, and I like oh, watching her in anything. I like so that's, obviously that's, she, she seems she, she seems she's playing the protege of. Indiana Jones in this one, yeah. so yeah, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it too, but obviously if, if it is good, I will check it out definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Oh, dude, this is a trailer I've been waiting for for so freaking long. Like, I'm finally happy he's here. We have HBO's Last of Us. Oh my God, looks bro. So, like, I, now the first thing I want to say is this: Last of Us, the video game is one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. As a matter of fact, I remember I was playing it when I just finished high school. You know, I was like in year one in uni. And my aunt, I used to live with her in Lagos then. So she would come home, you know, from work, tired, fatigued, and playing the game. She would just sit back. Now, I used to play like GTA and stuff. She would just look at it and, you know, she won't regard it, obviously, just like a kid playing the video game. But I remember the day I started playing Last of Us, because I played from the beginning. Uh, this, this big opening scene in the game, which I think they showed in the trailer too, it's going to always happen in the, in the, in the show where the guy, his daughter, you play as a daughter and that's when you watch the outbreak of the virus and everything, of the fungus. And I remember watching, she was like, she didn't realize I was playing a video game. She thought I was watching like an animated movie. No, she even thought I was watching a full-length movie, like an actual live-action movie. Yeah, you know, that's of course, what it was. The graphic fidelity at the time, you know, but not seen better yet. So it looks very yeah. good. And then when, like, I think I got up to peace, so I paused the game. Then it dawned on like, oh my God, it's a video game. And she's like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you know, because of that, she always like she told me to always like how to be she has to be there when I'm playing the game. To the point that she would tell me to hold on, she'll come from work, then she'll follow the story, like, oh my god, so what happened there? And dude, the game is awesome. Now, when I heard about the cast already, I was excited. Pedro, Pedro Pascal can do no wrong right now. That guy is the fucking king of the hill. Um yep. Bella Ramsey did a fantastic job in Game of Thrones. And I know she shared on show on movie on Amazon that I didn't see, but she seems to be coming up, you know, coming about her own um, line. Uh, yeah. Like from watching the trailer, for me that I played the video game, I'm already seeing certain bits from the games. You see the characters of 
Sam, Sam and Henry, which if you play the video game, if they follow the story of video games, it's kind of tragic <laughs> what happens to them. Um, and at her, the actress from Fringe is playing Tess, and I'm really excited because I don't dare watch Fringe, the Fringe TV series. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. No, I don't. I think I don't think it was. It was. It was all this. Um, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't for, wasn't for oh, me. I tried, but it wasn't way, for me. The lead actress, I'm not sure. I've been. I was a huge fan of her. So I'm really excited. And, and what's additional is so. What I like about the show, what I like about what they are doing with this is, so for example, the black lady in the sh- in the show, right? She's the same actress that did the motion capture and performance capture of the character in the game. So I'm actually, I'm actually, I actually think it's cool that they brought in some of the original cast members from the video game into live action. Mm. Like I understand yeah. why they would cast someone like Pedro Pascal for the lead. I mean, the guy is a hot cake, you know, and everything. But I also like the fact that if um, the motion, the, the motion capture performance performers for both Joel and Ellie from the game are also going to be in the, in the show, but playing different roles. That's uh, Troy Baker and um, Ashley Johnson. They're also going to be in the in the show. So I yeah, Ashley Johnson. I didn't. Is she going to? Because I didn't see her in the trailer. Yeah, I heard. I read she's going to be in the show. I mean, who knows what what the capacity? I mean, is it too many trailers? Yeah, I mean, because because I think they, they definitely deserve to at least get a role in in the in the show. All I mean, of what they, they what they did in the deserve or no? I just like the fact that because the fact that Neil Druckmann, yeah. the creator of the, like the game director of the game itself yeah it's also involved in the yeah sorry yeah i thought the, the, the game director is also involved in the show yeah so it makes sense that you had, you had a little bit more sway to get some of the of the performance from the game to come over and i really i really think that was cool but man pascal is going to be killing it because i believe last of all drops Jan, like january the end of january i believe like January no, January January 15. I think it's going to be one of the first big shows to come out next year. January 15. Exactly. So, and I believe, I don't know how many, I'm going to assume 8 to 10 episodes. Now, yeah. I believe that it's actually going to overlap with The Mandalorian Season 3, which is coming out March 1st. So, which means... Ah, yeah, that's true. At one point, we're going to be getting Pedro Pascal twice in a week, which is just incredible. Yeah, that would be, that would be, that would be, that would be good. I'm, I'm so happy for him, because... Uh, uh, Last of Us was. I mean, I I never played. The, I I played the video game, but I never finished it. Yeah. So, um, I never finished it for some reason, but it's definitely issue. And ever since it was announced, I was always looking forward to it. And what even makes me happy is it's been adapted by HBO, not HBO Max. Because exactly. exactly. when HBO Max does it, ah, you'll be. But HBO, you know, they will definitely do something of quality. So. And also, it's written. The script was written by the writer of um, Chernobyl, which was my Chernobyl was one of my favorite shows last year that mm. show was had no right to be that good so i'm really hoping for excellence with this one yeah okay um so yeah we can't because of that because a new trailer for the upcoming um spin-off to the witcher series the witcher uh, blood origin now look i'm not gonna lie um i wasn't a huge fan of this trailer the editing was a bit odd for me now michelle yo is the reason i'm gonna watch this show because i'm a huge fan of her and I don't know how I feel about watching a spin-off now from the Witcher series this early, uh, but look, it could be it's a four-part event. Um, it could be cool, but I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That I'm really that interested, but I'm definitely open to the idea of the world of. What your thoughts? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, the only thing that I need to, I need to see is Michelle. You and I'm, I'm going to watch. That's all that matters to me, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so that's all that really matters. I mean, this woman is a legend. I just just want to watch out in anything she does 
That's just it. Yeah. Okay. Then um, I'm looking for trailers. The last one we kind of saw is uh, we got uh, trailer finally trailer for the the boys spin off Gen V, mm-hmm. which from the first time was announced, I was so curious about it. Um, I was a bit surprised as to how much it was connected to the main universe because I assumed it was going to take place like the different side of. I mean, like maybe we would hear about the, the exploits of the characters off screen, but the fact that characters like Ashley, like Adrian, are involved mm-hmm. makes me more excited. And my goodness, the concept alone is just ridiculous. I mean, a, a an elite, you know, school for soup soups. That alone, right itself. Then we got to see some natural gore and violence and tentacled, bloody tentacled fingers or something, bro. It just looks bonkers. I'm so I'm so here for it. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, I I I like the trailer, and I'm just I just hope um, this is just not a money grab from Amazon just to do just to do something because yeah, when they first announced the the spin off, I was excited, but these things are usually it's amazing, so you never know what is. But I just hope if they can maintain the quality of the boys and the writing the story and everything if it makes sense then it, 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 it's probably going to be good i mean you're going to see um uh, gen z versions of these um actual superheroes that we've been following for yeah, the past oh my God, that's exactly. <laughs> for the past four years so and, and and again again i like the cast because um i think i saw two of the cast members they were in i don't know if you watched this show the chilling adventures of sabrina no, I, I never watched it. Yeah, two of them are, two of them are in the show. What's their names? There's Jas Sinclair and one of the guys. So, well, yeah, I like, I, 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 I like them. I enjoyed the trailer, but it was man, it was gory as fuck. Damn, yeah, so I much blood, yeah. so much blood. But I, I just hope they would. It's um, more optimistic. Is I don't know if you watched the Boys Diabolical animated spin-off. The eighth episode one. I thought it was forgettable to me, to be honest. I mean, I mean, of course, dude. It was just they are just singular stories too. It's like a special. Mm. Well, I like I liked it anyway. I liked most of the episodes more than others. Yeah, if personally, if, if if they don't yeah. do if they don't do something forgettable as that, I think they'll, they should just they should just do something with a great story. That's more. They shouldn't lean into the gods as much and ignore a good story writing a good um story but, development yeah i like that look at more than most anyway and that was an experimental something so uh, when i even saw that a lot of the main like is this it seems it's happening concurrently with um the next season but i read i don't know how true but i read somewhere that they're going to be coming out i think both the uh, james james v and the boys season four are going to be coming out simultaneously um, um concurrently which Oh really? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. It's not confirmed. I just read it somewhere. Because because so I, I, I know I know Gen V is coming out next year, and I don't think we've heard anything about when the boys will be dropping. Yeah, we've not heard anything. We know. I know they they restarted shooting a long time ago, and I'm sure they finished shooting by now. So they're probably doing post production. So um, yeah, I'm just curious to see how everything ties up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay, we're done with the trailers. Uh, I, there's some quick old old news I want to also get into. Like, first of all, unfortunately, we didn't have time to do our Andor review, but I believe ah, that 
when we are doing our end of the year probably roundup, we'll probably have time to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, um, Ando came and went, uh, was great, thankfully. Um, we don't know how Star Wars is going to act going forward because what people have to realize is that Ando wasn't good because he was just Star Wars. It was great because of Tony Gilroy. It was, it was his input that influenced the tone and everything. Now, we have the Acolytes coming up and I've been curious about the Acolytes for a lot of reasons because personally myself, um, I read a lot of Old Republic Star Wars stuff when the Sith and Jedi were plenty and all that stuff. And uh, so we have a, a synopsis for the show and I think it could be good in the right hand of the show, in the, in the, um, in the right hands. So the, the synopsis basically takes takes 100 years before the prequels and it follows how the Sith, like how they came to power by infiltrating the Jedi and manipulating events. So this has a bit of spy espionage, psychological kind of warfare going on. And I think in the right hands, it could be really good to just, because uh, the reason I'm excited is because first of all, it's taking place in a different era. So we're not depending on Skywalker and any of that nostalgic shit. So um, I'm curious about it, the Acolytes. I just like the idea of the Sith. Like, so we're going to show the perspective of the Sith. And from what I'm, reading you know what we have realized in star wars is that yeah jedi and sith are not really black and white it's just that the sith sure they look evil but they're just people that lead that they lead into their emotions they believe you know the jedi kind of cut off their emotions but they still yeah. believe that you need anger and rage to execute so that's why they come off as more diabolical and aggressive so imagine a show from the point of view of the sith where they believe that look doggy dog world you know now, um, now you now you go see finish you know if you're dull you get you know they believe that if you if you're dull enough to be taken advantage of you should be taken advantage of you understand what i'm saying so i yeah, think yeah. that would work but like i said i don't know who the showrunner is yet although we've got some casting news um um this actress uh mary elizabeth winstead she's gonna be in it and i really, ah, I really, really? I really yeah i really like her i miss that she's, she's really good she's really good yeah, and I believe um, the, the lead actor in um, Speed Games, I believe, is also going to be part of the cast. But I don't know the capacity of his role. What, um, anyway, you said Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. Um, she, you know, Are you sure she has been confirmed? Because I'm checking in now. I'm only seeing... I've not seen her name yet. Really? Wait, uh, or is it Daphne King? I can't remember if it's... it's no, Daphne King. Now, that, that, Daphne King from Dark Materials. Yes, X-Men. Logan. Logan. Confirmed. And, yeah, confirmed that Amanda Stenberg. Yes, Amanda Stenberg is going to be in the years from the hit. Yeah, and Jodie Turner Smith and from Snip Queen and. Oh, sh- really? I didn't know she was in it. Yeah. Oh, I, I could swear I read her. I'll have to confirm. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe but I'm not seeing her on the casting list at the moment. That. Well, yeah, the guy from the guy from Squid Game is there. there. Yeah. So the cast is solid, obviously, but then again, you know, a solid cast is pointless with a terrible script. So yeah, they just need I, to. Yeah. I mean, Disney just needs to start following the Andor playbook. Just, just, don't. If no, you no, it's follow not about, the Andor. Look, it's not about following the Andor playbook. It's about just having a good script. Have yeah, a that's good the script. point. Get a good script. That's don't do all these. Um, what I'd have seen Skywalker saga exactly. and just give us a good story. Nostalgia bits. That's not a problem. Stop. Give us a fucking good story. Like, don't don't prioritize fan service. Put a good story first and foremost. Like, dude, ah, Kenobi was oh my god. Obi Wan was so disappointing. 
um, Boba Fett was just something else, bro. I can't even say it's disappointing or not. But anyway, I hope uh, Acolyte does is, is a really good good one. Anyway, um, okay. So I want to okay. I have one more topic before we wrap up today, and that's um, okay. So this one basically, Bruce Lee is a Bruce Lee biopic coming up, and what makes this funny is because. Um, Ang Lee, who is famous for directing Life of Pi, uh, he directed Gemini Man, he directed uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, among other things. Yeah, he's going to direct the movie. And <laughs> his son, Mason Lee, is in talks to play the role of Bruce Lee. So it's like Lee directing Lee in a little biopic. So it's just kind of funny. Uh, naturally, a lot of op- some opera rules about nepotism and other stuff. And this is my take on this. Okay. Uh, look, nepotism is kind of part of any business, to be honest. I have no issue with that because it's logical. If you are someone that is an acclaimed director or a musician or, you know, a sports person, it's logical that you want to pave the way for your kids to follow in your footsteps. What is important, in my opinion, is that you ensure that your kid or your offspring actually has the skill set necessary to play the role. Yeah. Kids in point, mm-hmm. um, straight out of counting. I remember when it was announced that Oshie Jackson Jr. was playing his father. I mm-hmm. I was one of the people that was like, oh, really? Really? But when you well, I did a good job. They are like, holy shit. Okay. This, this definitely, there was a lot of work put into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. A, I mean, not all nepotism baby turns out great, but sure. many of them are, to be honest. I mean, Angelina Jolie. Um, exactly. This, this, Chris, um, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine and this Gleason, this Irish people and Brandon yes. Gleason and his children. And, oh, all of them have done, done, done. And they're all well. good. Uh, what about the Scars Guards? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, if they are good, then it's nepotism. Obviously, when you are, when you don't, you be like at the football. If you are good, you remain, you remain there. But if you're not good, you just, you, you, I mean, naturally, you just fall, true, fall off. True. You fall you off. Fall to, Roadside, that's true. You fall off. So even we we'll see if we we'll see if it's good enough for exactly. for for the role. Exactly. Anyway, uh, so any closing remarks? Ah, uh, yeah, no. I'm just. I don't know if you're looking forward to have that because I've been reading oh, positive, really yeah. positive reviews about it, and I'm not. Because I I because I work in the cinema now and. I'm going to get a pre-screen, pre, pre, oh, pre-screening of tight. Avatar, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And it's a three and a half hour movie, guy. James Cameron wants to kill us, bro. He, he didn't wait seven years for you to just poop the movie, bro. And you know, after I have one thing after about Avatar, I don't get this. I don't know if it's, if it's a fad or if it's a if it's, if it's clout. When people think it's cool to just say, "Well, Avatar was it has no cultural impact," it's a shitty movie, and I'm like, "Okay, that's it. So that's the bloody line." Fine, Avatar the first movie. Okay, continue. A movie, highest grossing movie of all time, made yeah. two point one billion. It box off two point nine billion. Two point nine. Got got be released in September and still made thirty million dollars. <laughs> so please, if nobody's watching, who is watching? <laughs> Guy, two point nine. You don't make two point nine billion if you don't have impact. Fine, we know the first Avatar was not great story-wise, but guy, it's changed filmmaking. I think I don't, I'm not quite sure, but I think it was one of the first movies to be shot entirely in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, James Cameron is a James Cameron is a is a is a, is a trailblazer. What the word they used to use. I mean, yeah, when he does something, he changes he changes things because 
I mean, a lot of what he did in 2009 for Avatar, I, mean, I think that's what they use now. And from what I had yes, again, yes, yes. what he has done now with this new Avatar movie is going to change filmmaking again. So if you the pioneer, if that's impact, I don't know what else you want to define impact as. I mean, they literally invented some new technology for Avatar 1, and then for Avatar 2, they invented new technology again. So again. it's undeniable. That's cultural impact. That's impact, bro. But now, right, bro, from what from the reviews I've seen, it just it seems this second movie also has a story instead of just the visual. So I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, it's been a nice one, bro. Yeah, and as always, guys, stay safe and stay tuned.